Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Phenomenal Football Friday, Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by the studs at Stadium for the next two hours as we are each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now, thank you for joining us on this Phenomenal Football Friday. And we're going to have a badass two hours coming your way and a great final hour of the show as well. 20 minutes from now, our good friend Colin Wilson stops by from the Action Network, giving us his college football bets for the weekend. 40 minutes from now, Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal Podcast soccer bets for the weekend and Anthony's a stud when it comes to betting all of these leagues in Europe so can't wait to get his bets Brad Evans joins us next hour PJ Glasser joins us next hour the train leaves the station one hour from now the locomotive leaves the station Ken Barkley's entire college football card for the weekend Lochmas day five one hour from now at five o'clock eastern time and power hour final hour bets of steel for tonight in the NHL our baseball thoughts for tonight and the weekend and side and total bets for every single game coming up week seven NFL Sunday but joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here for the next couple hours here on stadium is our good friend Sam Paniatovich you got to be following Sam on Twitter at SB shoot you got to watch Sam talk about sports betting on Nesson you read Sam on FoxSports.com, and you can also listen to him on the Bear Bets podcast featuring our pal Chris Felica. Sam does a great job on that show, and Sam's sports betting podcast is Chicken Dinner. We encourage everybody to check that out. Sam, big-time supporter of our show, comes on all the time. Support Sam by checking him out in his various sports betting endeavors, and again, he's on Twitter at SBShoot, and uh, we look forward to getting, among other things today in this interview with Sam, the Chuckle Game, which is now 5-2 and two on the season, laughing all the way to the bank. Sammy, my friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Happy Friday. How's it going? Happy Friday. Uh, still recovering from Patriots Plus 3. What a kick in the junk that was. Um, and I'm currently checking the weather in Ithaca, New York. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, oh boy. Got a lot going on there. What's uh? I'm trying to think what's another is Cornell in Ithaca? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, honestly, 
Nick Nick might retire and just bet the NHL. Sanders retire bet Ivy League totals. Apparently, those just can't can't possibly lose. Brown going to overtime, whatever that was uh, last week. Sam, I know when we do college with you, it's usually a lot of the bets are shaped around sometimes just like your own like intuition, subjective opinion about the game, but a lot of the time shaped by information about quarterback injuries. And you're always really nice to come on and kind of tell like what are you hearing about who's available. I think we might have a couple of those. I'm gonna guess BYU Texas Tech is one just because I know Texas Tech's had a ton of quarterback issues the entire season and basically lost their starter in the first couple games. BYU, Texas Tech, Texas Tech about a three-point uh, home favorite in the game. Quarterback issues here or, or just a bet? Uh, there is a quarterback issue here. And let me also tell you, I don't expect Riley Leonard to play at Duke. And uh, Musket at Virginia has a banged-up shoulder. Now, he might go. Uh, they're a 23-24 point dog against North Carolina. And then this game is the other quarterback one. I don't think Baron Morton is going to play for Texas Tech. And as you just mentioned, Kenny, Tyler Shook is already on the shelf. So this would be quarterback three, true freshman Jake Strong on the road in Provo. Good luck. Uh, I mean, the, the market's already sort of getting a whiff of this. It moved from four and a half to three. BYU catching a field goal at home. And look, the Cougars got blitzed last week, but it was like the perfect storm for TCU. They brought in that Hoover kid at quarterback. He threw for 439 and four touchdowns. I don't think... Jake Strong is going to do that in his first start on the road. If he does, I'll tip my cap. But I'm going to put my money on BYU and Sataki in this dog role. He's been so good as a small home dog since he took over in 2015. I think BYU wins outright, but always I'll take the three points with the Cougars. All right, that's Sammy's uh, thought and bet for BYU and Texas Tech. Sam, I know you've got we got some quarterback stuff going on for sure, right, in this Pitt-Wake Forest game. So give us the latest on, on what you're hearing here for Pitt and Wake and your bet here for this game coming up, uh, Pittsburgh and Wake Forest in the ACC. There's no certainty, Nick, what's going on at Wake, but what I was told is it doesn't matter. They're in trouble. Uh, Michael Kern is out, shoulder injury. He started last week. And then Mitch Griffiths, who uh, it's been reported is in line to start tomorrow, against Pitt, he took some big shots against Virginia Tech. And I know for sure they've been using this kid, Santino Marucci. Uh, they've been running him at practice My next door neighbor. He is quarterback three. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's from Queens. Uh, he's actually from Jacksonville, Florida, and I may have watched his high school film yesterday. Anyways, <laughs> the point is Wake Forest is, is in trouble offensively, and that's on top of the fact that they've averaged 13 points per game over the last three. On the other side, we get Narduzzi, defense, drywall, punts, field goals on fourth and goal from the sixth. This guy hates touchdowns. So when you combine all that, bad offense and field position, field goals, we get a rock fight. We get 2017. We get 23-20. We get something like that. I, I don't think there are big plays. You don't have good quarterbacks. You don't have NFL receivers. I bet under 47 on chicken dinner earlier this week. Yes, I still like it under 45 and a half. Um, I don't know who's starting at Wake, but again, I don't think it matters. Sam, uh, another game we're going to talk about. Uh, we, I have a bet on this game also, which we'll do in about an hour. And much like with uh, the Illini, which I think we talked about on the air last week, uh, we will be on the same side of this game, which is excellent. And maybe maybe you can have some updated quarterback news on Cam Rising for Utah as they go to USC. Remember USC, obviously, for people off that Notre Dame loss last week. Caleb looks terrible. Now everybody's writing pieces about how Drake May might go number one in the draft. Caleb had a, like a 
lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep response to a question earlier today or uh, earlier this week, rather. Uh, USC laying a full touchdown now. So it's been, been some interest in the Trojans. This was like six, six and a half, now seven. Uh, hosting Utah, who's obviously had quarterback issues, Sam, the entire season. Well, let's start by saying if Caleb Williams thinks he's going to pry an ownership stake out of Virginia McCaskey, he is out of his mind. That is never going to happen. You know, he wants to own a piece of whoever he goes to, and, well, that's not going to happen. Um, as for rising quickly, I don't think he's going to play all season. It sounds like there's a big discrepancy between what the school thinks and what the team wants and what rising's camp is thinking he's not happy how they cleared him before the opener and obviously he hasn't played yet so i I think we can forget about cam rising and if he comes in cold in this game i think that's even better um but we all watched usc give up 48 on national tv last week and i had the under in that game 61 and there were 24 points in the fourth quarter including a kickoff return which sucked but now USC goes home and it's like they're not sexy all of a sudden and people don't think they're that good. And how are they laying a touchdown? Well, because Utah can't move the ball. And this is a great bounce back spot for an offense that will move the ball here. Utah's good on defense. I don't think they're great. They also haven't played any NFL quarterbacks yet. So let's pump the brakes on Utah being the 85 Bears. If Utah falls behind, too, this is the caveat. Say USC goes up. 13 nothing, 17 nothing. forget it. It's over because Utah doesn't have the horses. They don't have the quarterback play. They can't score these big plays and put together long drives. Utah has to win this game 20-17, to 17, and I do not think that's going to happen here. I'm going to lay seven with the Trojans. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. It's a phenomenal football Friday, and we're very happy to be talking college football. And we'll get to the National Football League in a second with our guest, Sam Paniotovich of Nesson, Fox Sports, and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. All right, Sammy, let's turn it towards the professionals now and get your thought on the Rams and the Steelers coming up on Sunday in the City of Angels. So I know wise guys hit this at both the Superbook and at Circa, and it's sort of put an exclamation point on the handicap. They love the Rams this week. Um, There's a lot to like about the Rams. Cooper Cup is back, which makes life easier on Matthew Stafford. And then Puka Nakua can do his own thing on the opposite side of Cup. This was an offense, too, guys, that was passing for around 300 a game without Cooper Cup. Sean McVay's having a blast right now with, with all this offense and all the opportunities there. Then you look at Pittsburgh. They're like the Utah of the NFL. Can't score. And they win these close games at home against defeat teams. Beat Cleveland, beat Baltimore, but the AFC North is always a coin flip. I mean, any of those teams could beat any of those other teams. But now, Steelers go across the country, California, not a walk in the park here. And the Rams, look, say what you want about the Rams. They have three losses to good teams. San Francisco, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and much like I expect USC to get out early on Utah, if the Rams get up a couple scores against the Steelers, that puts the pressure on Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or whoever they have. They're all the same guy. And then also Pat Fryermuth is out for this game. He's not going to play. That's a red zone target that the Steelers really look to inside the 10-yard line. So I agree with the wise guys here. They bet it first, but I jumped on late. You can still lay Rams minus three. 
Sam, uh, another game that I'm excited to get your your pick on, really the game of the week. Uh, I have a strong opinion on this game. I think Nick's kind of has a strong opinion, kind of seems like he likes the other side. This Dolphins-Eagles Sunday night game, just really, really interesting. Obviously, high leverage for standings at the end of the year. Both these teams kind of want to be the one seed in their respective conferences. Two is the favorite for most valuable player, and Jalen Hurts is like the fourth choice. Tyreek Hill's the favorite for offensive player of the year. Mike McDaniel, a guy who you bet on to win coach of the year, basically one of the co-favorites for coach of the year. So a lot going on here, and the game might be awesome too. Uh, Eagles two and a half at home and the total has gotten bet down a little bit still 51 and a half in most places but but 51 now in a couple um, and we wait for final injury reports here looks like Devontae Smith going to be good to go in this game what do we like here with the Dolphins and the Eagles Sam so I am certainly biased here if you want to ignore one of these picks I would ignore this one because there's no way I'm betting against my guy McDaniel um, I took two and a half I'm nervous about that because a lot of respected NFL guys I like are on the other side. They're on the Eagles side of things. But let me just throw a little bit of shade at Philly for a second, if I can. This offense is super janky right now, especially inside the red zone. And I went back and looked at last year. When they got inside the 20, they scored touchdowns at 68%, which is very, very good. It was top three in the NFL. This year, inside the red zone, touchdowns on 45% of their drives. That's a big drop from 68% to 45%. Not a big sample size. But Jalen Hurts has been very, very bad this year. Seven touchdowns, seven picks, and I don't think it's as simple as just flipping a switch. Like, I think this team has an identity problem right now. And they're running the ball okay, but they are not scoring touchdowns. And if you can't score touchdowns against Miami, Dolphins have the most in the NFL at 30, you are not going to win. My only concern, guys, is that Miami has played one really good team this year, missed me with the Chargers because we know the Chargers stink. Miami went into Buffalo and got absolutely pounded. If that happens again, I wouldn't be surprised, but I am betting on the fighting McDaniels here. I need this one for my coach of the year stuff, but I really do think Miami's a better team right now. I do. It's it's amazing. My handicap and my thought on this game is exactly the same as what Sam just said, right down to like the Miami-Buffalo thought as well. I feel exactly the same way as Sam. I like Miami also and can't wait to see how this goes coming up on Sunday night. Sammy, the people wait for it all week. And more importantly, Ken and I wait for it all week because, you know, we're more important than the people, even though we love our audience here. The chuckle game is now 5-2 and two after yet another cash last week. Sammy, we're ready to laugh. What is the chuckle game coming up this week in college football? And as always, please start with the rotation number. Well, I'm actually going to start with a request that, that Ken will actually text me back on Saturday. He, he never texts back on Saturday. Like, it's just me I, talking I like, to myself. I hit the thumbs ups. I do the thumbs up sometimes. I'm at soccer with my kids, Sam, honestly. Like, I wish I was watching the games like everybody else. Well, look. 309-045 this week is more important than your <laughs> soccer game, okay? It's, it's Brown Cornell. And, yes, I am hitting refresh on the weather in Ithaca, which I talked about at the beginning. 10-mile-an-hour winds, not a big deal. Now, if we're talking 25-30, that's going to affect the passing team. And we've got, like, 55, 60 degrees, a little bit of rain. We are going back to Brown again. And, yes, it got lucky last week to go over but let me tell you right now, when you can score and move the ball against Princeton, one of the best defenses in the FCS, you can pound Cornell. And I'm going back to this quarterback, Jake Wilcox, who in five games at Brown has almost 2,000 passing yards. That's never happened before. Ten touchdowns. He did throw a couple picks last week. 
But again, playing Princeton is like playing Utah. Like Princeton is a defensive team. Brown and Cornell are going to get up and down the field. Brown could score 40 in this game. I say that kind of aggressively. 30 is okay. We think the total is going to open 54. And as you guys know and your audience knows, this thing is going to fly. Last week we bet over Brown 45 and closed 51. If this opens 54-55, we're going to get it to 59, I hope. But be ready tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern, when these FCS lines start going, we're going to bet the over in Brown and Cornell, 54-55. That's the sweet spot. Uh, I absolutely love it. And I was also, in case Ken didn't say that, I was going to just, just defend Ken a little bit. Ken definitely with his kids all day on Saturday. So, like, that's definitely yeah. what's I going watch, on I watch there. a lot of YouTube TV, YouTube TV game <laughs> recaps, condensed games, like full telecasts after the fact. That's that's my Saturday, unfortunately, at this point. Uh, we love our guy, Sam Paniotovich. He's the best. Uh, he's on Twitter, at SB Shoot. You can watch him talk about sports betting on Nesson. You can read his work on FoxSports.com. And you can also listen to him with our pal Chris Felica, the Bear Bets podcast. And Sam's sports betting podcast is Chicken Dinner. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. My friend, wishing you the best of luck with the bets this weekend. We hope to be chuckling along to the pay window with you, and we'll talk to you next week. We own the Ivy League, boys. We own it. <laughs> I, I love that. Actually, it's great. the elitist thing that they own it, but actually it's us. Yeah. Colin Wilson up next, college football bets for the weekend. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.